to Inside the Recording Studio. I am Jody Whitesides, and with me is Mr. Chris Hellstrom. How are you, Chris? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Jody. How are you? I'm all right as well. I'm just imitating the concept of today's show right off the top. But before we jump into that... I would like to tell our listeners to head on over to InsideTheRecordingStudio.com because there is a brand new page that is there called Giveaway. And that should be a dead giveaway as to what that page is. And right now, there is just something fun to go see on that page. So I implore you, go to InsideTheRecordingStudio.com and click on the menu that says Giveaway, and you might enjoy doing what we ask because there's a possible, possible end result that might make you happy. So with that being said, yes, let's, uh, (laughs) let's start thinking about jumping right off the cliff. Thanks to Mr. Chris Bjorn, who gave us this kind of suggestion inadvertently and Mm -hmm. talk about the concept of burnout. And by burnout, I don't mean a lack of work ethic. I do mean something entirely different. What do you think I mean, yeah. Chris? I think you're talking about this when you are so worked out, you have this severe fatigue. There's no joy in what you're doing anymore. There's no inspiration. It could be just a real lack of desire. And in the very worst case scenario, it can really make physical manifestations in your health where it's just it's just not a good scene so we like to think of that as burnout and uh i think you know what's interesting in all that stuff that you just said as you got to the tail end of saying it you actually sound like you were burning out on just talking about it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well that's just how good of an actor i am (laughs) well done you no uh yeah no i think But burnout is one of those things. It it might sound like a very sort of trendy, topical thing to kind of talk about. We hear people about being burned out and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're we're recording this during a pandemic, right? So we hear about burnout. But but it is a very real thing. And I think it's also very prevalent in our industry, perhaps a little bit less talked about uh, because of some reasons I think that that we will pick up today. But uh, it is a very real thing and, and it, it's not good. And I think, you know, we've both been at the sort of receiving end of that, I think, uh, on at least a couple of occasions. But Sure. Uh, yeah. No, I've been on, not necessarily, I wouldn't call it like the giving end of it, but I've certainly been through it. Uh, my earliest recollection of burnout in regards to uh, career would be music school when attending. Yeah. Attending, well, I attended two different music schools, but one of them I I very distinctly remember in between uh, semesters, as they were called there, Mm -hmm. coming home and not touching an instrument or thinking about music for two weeks straight. (laughs) It's just like, I'm done. I don't want to think about this. I don't want to even look at an instrument. And then two weeks later, I'm back in and full bore 24-7 kind of thing. So uh, that was probably an early indication of some kind of burnout right there. Yeah. But you said something there, perhaps inadvertently. Mm. Um, You said, because then I was back into it full bore 24-7. Yes. And and I think 
it's that sort of um, mentality, mindset, or mentality that that gets us in trouble. Yes, um, and I think you know it, it's it's part of this thing that we really really enjoy what it is that we're doing. So it, it it's exciting to get to to do this, not you know, not only as a living, as sure. you know, we're, we're fortunate enough to do, but even if it is sort of like a side gig or whatever, um, that we we sometimes get this mindset that, well, I enjoy this so much, I should just be able to do it all the time, <laughs> and then all of a Been sudden you, you hit, yeah, 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 absolutely. I think you know. Hopefully not everybody, but I'm sure a lot of, of our listeners can relate to that as well. Sure. Where it's like you, you just – you work so hard and then all of a sudden you just like – you hit a wall and it's like I, I can't do anymore right now. Um, so wh- why do you think that happens besides the point of just enjoying what we do? Why do you think that tends to be a prevalent thing in our industry? yeah, That's a good question and I would think – now, uh, this is from personal experience of myself, so I don't know if everybody that hits this has the same personal experience, but I have a real strong tendency mm-hmm. to focus with laser-like precision on something. And then okay. it's almost like the, you know, when they talk about blinders on, when you the horses in the horse races have to have those things on their eyeballs so they don't see the horses to their side to side kind of thing. And for me, what ends up happening when I do that is I sit down, I start working, and I'm so laser focused on what I'm doing, I forget everything else. Yeah. Literally forget everything. I forget to eat. Yep. <laughs> I can work. Yeah, no, I can just work from straight from like 10 until five, not eating and then realize, oh shit, I'm hungry. And it's like, I better fucking do something about this. Cause then there's like the concept of like dinner should be a few hours later, but I've got to eat something cause I haven't had lunch yet. So, uh, I can go extremely long periods of time, like laser focused on something. And I, it's not necessarily that it's a character flaw. It's just the way I was raised with a certain work ethic to get something done. And I had a father still do at this point who would also do certain things. And it was based more upon deadlines and the way he worked. Yeah. I, I think there, there, there's a lot to sort of unpack there that you talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I think the, the uh, no, it's, it's okay. <laughs> like place like focus. Um, but I think you're right in that, because I've done the same way. You know, I was kind of laughing here where, where you said like you, you work through the day and you forget to eat. Oh, yeah. That's I do common. That, I do that a lot. Um, now, this is not a, I should say, uh, an encouragement of always doing that. No. But and sometimes I try not that, to. Right. And sometimes, but sometimes that is what it takes. So, again, I want to reiterate, <clears throat> excuse me, what you said at the top of the podcast here. We're not talking about a lack of work ethic or ignoring deadlines here. Right. Um, sometimes because of those deadlines and um, projects that we have to do, that is sometimes what is required. Yes. We have to work these extreme hours to finish online. That That's just part of the gig. But I think the danger can be when we start 
overscheduling ourselves and that we we take these let's say that you know we have these 12 to 15 hour work days right that we take that as the norm right and we never step back from that that's when it becomes a bad thing sure um it's like never putting gas into your car right you will run out of <laughs> yeah, gas every yeah. once in a while you know yeah. um so well, I can say this. There is an example that I can remember plain as day for myself. And it involves somebody that you know as well. And his mm -hmm. name is Robert Navarro, who is also a fantastic uh, production guy in terms of his analness. In fact, part of the reason I'm as anal as I am is thanks to him. <laughs> so, but yeah, when yeah, he dragged me into amazing that, guy. Yeah. yeah. So when he dragged me into the production world, so to speak, not necessarily kicking and screaming, but I, I willfully kind of went along when he called me up one night and I was in the process of traveling home and it was roughly 1130 at night. And he asked, Hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm heading home. And he's like, I have something that I need help with. And I think you're the guy is essentially what the conversation was. And I'm like, okay. So I got off the freeway and turned around and went back the other direction towards his place. And we worked on this project that was a commercial for Butterfinger. And it was due at 6 a.m. the next day so that it would be there at the 9 a.m. deadline in New York because we were, mm -hmm. we were in L.A. So in L.A., 9 a.m. in New York time is 6 a.m. L.A. time. We worked all night. That was rough. That was really yeah. damn rough. And do I recommend doing that all the time? No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. But there was a deadline. It needed to be matched. He couldn't get the work done in time by himself and called me in to help him out. And the two of us together literally got it in at like 5.59 LA time. <laughs> nice. That's how long it took us to get it. And that started at roughly midnight. So, I mean, it took us a little over five, you know, a little over five hours. And there was, you know, right. we did actually take one little break to go to some all night eatery to get a little bit of food in the middle of all that. But at the same time, you know, that's what it took to get that done for that commercial. Yeah. So right. uh, I do you think certainly it, don't yeah, want to do that. I don't, I don't like doing it because especially yeah. staying up all night. It, it's just as, as fun and as mysterious and as sexy as that seems, it is hell on the physical condition the next day. Yeah, yeah. So. It takes a while to recoup from that. But but do you think that there is a, uh, a sort of inherent glamorization uh, of working those hours? You know, I have to believe that it depends more upon the hours that you keep, right? Because yeah, some people are point. okay yeah. with sleeping through the day and then they yeah. work through the night. Uh, right. They're just their schedules on a different schedule. I'm I'm not the best at sleeping through the day. When the sun is up, I like to be out and doing something. If it's right. you know, if I'm not working and I'm doing something, I want to be out doing something in the sunshine or playing ball or uh, sports, mountain biking, rollerblading, skiing, pickleball, tennis, basketball, whatever it is. I like to get out and be physically active, especially during sunshine hours because hiking in the middle of the night might be cool if the moon is out <laughs> but it's not so cool when it's pitch black <laughs> yeah 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 no I'm, I'm just coming from that from sort of um 
perhaps hearing those stories, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah, we had to work on this mix when we went, worked through the night or we, you know, you hear stories about, you know, the days of yore where legendary bands might have been up and doing all sorts of substances and recording for three days straight, you know, sure. type of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, you know, uh, I can't even fathom that that would result in anything that is technically usable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's probably me. more more hit and miss, but um, sure. Exile on Main Street. <clears throat> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, but but it so so I I think that there's an inherent thing that comes along with that, and I think also that um, in our industry there's this always fear that since so many people want to work in this industry that it seems like it's just like one phone call away from you losing your job, wherever that might be. Yeah, uh, you know the funny thing is, is I recently had another con- I, oh, I had a conversation with an artist, and she had that happen to her. Like she yeah. had this long-standing gig, and then some other friend came in and undercut it by two-thirds the amount. Jesus, and didn't think <laughs> anything of it at all. Right. And it's yeah, like, yeah. that's just insanity because you're talking about this. She's talking about a live gig, which was four hours long and getting paid, which I think underpaid $1,500. Mm-hmm. And this is for a New Year's mm-hmm. Eve gig. Cool. And then the person yeah. comes in and takes a four hour gig for New Year's Eve at 500 bucks. And we're talking a very high end establishment that could easily pay four grand. Yeah. And it's like, I thought when she told me the price, she was like undercutting it already. And then when the other person, when I heard the other person's price, I'm like, that's like as a good way of saying it in male terms, that's a dick punch. I mean, that's just yeah. that's an awful thing to do to another artist and, and to not even think about it, especially one that's a friend of yours. So yeah, if with friends like that, who needs enemies? However, yeah. um, the thing that, comes to my mind in regards to saying, oh, I have a fear that somebody else is going to take your job or somebody else is going to mm-hmm. come in and take my gig. <gasps> uh, yeah. Well, Warren Buffett says this, and Warren Buffett's a pretty amazing investor. And most people <laughs> might want to listen to some of his advice. He says that the, there's a difference between successful people and highly successful people. And that difference is learning to say no. Those yeah. two letters, N-O, in the English language that mean, nope, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And I remember early on that it was difficult for me to say no. Absolutely. Now it's really easy for me to say no. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a big way to kind of check, keep yourself in check for burnout is learn to say no. Learn when a project is not good for you, period, and turn it yeah. down. Just turn it down. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're not going to ever get work again. It just means you need to either take care of yourself or be aware of your value for turning down a gig that might not pay you enough. And you're not like, fuck yeah about it. Because if you're not fuck yeah about a gig, you should never take the gig. Uh, just a little piece of yeah, advice no, there. Think, yeah, no, I think that's... That's a really, really for, – for most people, myself included, that was a a hard lesson to learn, to say no. Yeah. And um, 
I remember the first time I sort of did it. And it was like, wow, I, I can say no. It's like, wow, wow, nobody died. And it's like, okay, well, thanks for the consideration type of thing. Yeah, but but it is really, it's sort of uh, one of those buzzwords I hate, but, but it's like it's really empowering when you realize that you can do that. Mm-hmm. And when you are real selective with your work, when, when you, well, when you have the opportunity, um, it doesn't become this sort of like race at the bottom. I, I can't remember who it was that said, but I remember reading the advice um, where this person said that if you take on every gig that's offered to you, even all these specifically like lower paying gigs, mm-hmm. you can work all night and you can work all day. And at the end of the time, you have nothing to show for it. Because it's all this like underpaid work and you're working yourself to the bone where you could have been a little bit more selective with the projects that you pick. Sure. And and uh, have ultimately a better product for it. Type of thing. So yeah. learning what, when it's the right gig to take is an important one as well. Right. And, and um, I, the interesting thing about that is that comes into the scheduling concept of yeah. yourself and your Absolutely. business of what you're doing is uh, – which the person who inspired this particular episode told yeah. me that he was going to take the second half of the month off. And then all of a sudden he's not taking the second half of the month off. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's <laughs> so, easy because, well, only this one. Okay. Well, only this one and only right. this one. And all of a sudden now it's like two years have gone by and you haven't had like three days off in a row ever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it, and yeah, it usually doesn't end well. <laughs> um, so learning to be selective, I think it's, it's a, um, it's a, it's a fine line to balance and it's a, it's a hard yeah. one to learn for most people, I think. Yeah. And of course, when, when we start out, there are, you know, not everything is going to be a great paying gig. You do have to sort of learn and things and do, but, but if you're constantly thinking about, okay, well, this is a low paying thing, but I got to pad my resume. Sure. Yeah. You can work your whole career just padding your resume and you're still like getting paid anything, you know? (laughs) So, I mean, it sounds harsh, but, but you have to draw that distinction of what it is that's worth to you. You know, it's very real. Yeah. It's the same adage as, you know, when people or venues ask bands to play, well, we can't pay you, but it'd be good exposure. Like, for what? Hey, I'm having a backyard party. Yeah. And I need somebody who can serve the alcohol and the food. It'd be great exposure for you to come promote your business at my backyard party. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, yeah, don't over schedule surf over schedule yourself either, right I think is a is a really really important one as well well and one thing we've kind of touched on a little bit is the perception of the the fact that we actually enjoy what we're doing most of the time like yeah uh, i would say uh, based on my ability to say no i'm enjoying myself probably 98 percent of the time <laughs> sometimes yeah. i'm not enjoying what i'm in, imposing upon myself but uh, uh, that because of that i shouldn't like take any breaks. I should just work my ass completely off all the time, which yeah. is a bad concept. And we touched on that a little bit, but I just wanted to reiterate that it's like- Yeah, no, it's, it's true because it is, that, that is just nonsense. And sometimes it's perceived also from the, out, from the outside, right? Well, people go, well, you just do this. Well, 
It seems like I just Uh, do that, but... Yeah, I might not be out digging ditches, but I am also... (laughs) When was the last time at your job you were sitting in laser focus for 10 hours straight, you know? So, it, it... I'm not complaining here, but I'm just dealing with it with the realities of what it is that you're just because you enjoy what you do is too. It doesn't mean that you don't deserve a break, and it doesn't mean that you don't deserve to get paid for your services or yeah. take time to eat <laughs> or take time to eat. Yeah. So um, with that, should we go to? The yeah, break let's here, take perhaps? a quick little break with a word from our sponsors. All right, and we're back. Right now, I would like to say that the only, like, one of the few times if I've taken on a job and there's some kind of crazy deadline, and I mentioned this already earlier in the first part of the podcast, that I have done this in the past, that's usually the only time I'm really going to make sure that I'm not taking breaks unless it's, like, absolutely necessary. Is yeah. Sometimes when you're on a deadline and it has to get done, it's you need that laser focus. Now, you might start tapering off, especially if you're trying to work all night to do it. It's a really good idea to take a couple of breaks here and there. Take a breath, step up, or, or step, stand up, step back kind of thing. Yeah. So that you can kind of relax and maybe jiggle yourself about, get a cup of tea or coffee, or if you're into Mountain Dew Extreme or whatever they call it, or Joke <laughs> Cola or whatever your favorite like caffeinated beverage is, an espresso yeah. in the step middle up, of the night. Step outside for five minutes. You take know? a dig. Yeah, get some fresh air and take a nice deep breath and regroup yourself in the middle of all of this. And it, actually, yeah. that's good advice to do anyway when you're laser focused, even in the middle of the day. But when you're on a hectic deadline, uh, your drive and your desire can burn out over the course of the deadline if you're not taking little breaks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I hear you. So how do we prevent this? Well, we already touched on- Taking breaks. (laughs) Taking breaks. Yeah, you have to take a break. Now, we're not just talking about, you know- um, the, the small breaks that we might be saying, but you'll go get a cup of coffee or go get some air or whatever, mm-hmm. but actually take time away from not working. And this is one that I struggle with as well because um, I like what I do, but yes. I have to make myself take one day off a week where, no, I am not working today. I'm not going to do that. And that's probably a, a minimum. Mm-hmm. Like a one day, it's probably not super healthy for me, but but that's where I'm at at the moment. I have to start with one day because for years it'd be seven days a week. Yep, yep. I, and uh, same boat. <laughs> yeah, and it's not good, right? No. So start, but start. You know, taking one day, but then don't do anything, and then it's like, okay, well, well, I'm just gonna answer these emails, or I'm just gonna do. No, no, no. You're not gonna sit and you're gonna go through your sample collection. You're you're gonna not work. You're gonna do something else. You're gonna go on that mountain bike ride, or go head out to the beach, or do whatever. Maybe even spend some time with your family. <gasps> I was going to say the the other thing that I have is I've set up reminders on my devices that pop up from time to time to remind me about certain things. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I have is a reminder that says, always remember to get rest and take time for rest and rejuvenation. Yeah. And uh, as you may know, I, well, you do know, I recorded or I had recorded many years for me when I went to a guy to do like this meditation kind of thing. 
Yeah. And it's not like some frou-frou, like, oh, I'm really into the concept of, of deep meditation. No, not really. But I enjoy this particular tape the guy made me. So I re-recorded everything because it was getting really old and worn out and, and tired. And I wanted to make it new and fresh and better. But I ended up recording it with my voice instead of his, obviously, because it's on an old cassette. So... I re-recorded everything for myself and I take one day a week where I'm trying, like, as you say, to do nothing. And on that particular day, I end up playing this one hour meditation to myself and I just relax using that. Yeah. And I find that that helps a lot. So it does. Yeah, mm -hmm. it does. And so, um, other things that would be really good is to, to think about if you can, um, this is for me, this is still very, very difficult to do, Yes, uh, but I try. Uh, but that is to take one or two weeks off a year where I, I don't I don't work. Now, yeah. I, I should do like air quotes here. I don't work <laughs> because there's always seems to be something that creeps in. But it is, I mean, not to get too personal here, but I, but I have a family as well. Mm-hmm. So taking actually some time to be, you know, around for them as well it is not only for myself, obviously, but, but for everybody else. So, so taking a week, uh, a little bit more of, of a longer time than just the one day off, it really helps me as well for, you know, rejuvenation and, and that kind of thing. So um, it is important to listen to, you know, Listen to your body, but but you will notice it. Like if you if you have a hard time just getting motivated, all this kind of stuff, you know, listen to that. Again, we're not advocating ignoring deadlines or having a lack of work ethic. This is not what that's about. But specifically, if you have, let's say that you've had a really really quick turnaround time, uh, maybe take the next day off if you can. Mm -hmm. If you have you're mixing an album for somebody and there's a deadline for that. You have to do that until you've met your requirements for before that deadline. But maybe after a completion of that, step away for a day or so. Um, and I think you'll find that everything that you do will just be better. You know, everything, just stepping back and getting a fresh perspective of something. Well, not only your body will thank you, mind will thank you, but, I think the work that you do gets better as well. Sure. Because sure. of that. <clears throat> well, yeah. and another thing we kind of briefly touched on with the whole concept of like talking about learning to say no. Like mm -hmm. I have someone right now who is attempting to get me to produce them. And in listening to them, I'm having a hard time of wanting to say yes, mainly because they – Probably not ready, at least not mm -hmm. ready to the level that I would expect out of someone. And it's one of those moments of like, yeah, it would be nice to have the money, but at the same time, you know what? I'm not going to be happy doing this. I best not yeah. do it. Yeah. No, that that's, I think that's one of the criteria that I tend to look at when I get an offer to do something. There's, well, there's three things, right? First, it's like, do I have the time right now? And then not only to yourself, but, but consider the client as well. If you're not 
able to dedicate to that, it's not fair to take on that project because yep. you're not going to be able to give what, what you're charging for. Correct. Um, the second thing is, of course, is the money good? Mm-hmm. If it's not, then, you know, pass. Let somebody else have that gig. You don't have to take everything that, that's there. Um, and again, you'll probably end up being like resentful. I'm doing all this work for X amount of money. But <laughs> but then that's your problem because you said you accepted to do it. Yes. Right? Well, and then you, you know, have to follow through. falls in line with that problem is my problem that I also have is under-promising and over-delivering. Yeah, and well, it's better than the the other way around, obviously. Over promising, yeah. yeah, and under delivering, yeah. yeah. So that but, I think yeah. that, but that goes back to the concept of the work ethic. Is like I have this just ethic of like, yeah, I can achieve that, but then I'll go above and beyond. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It, it's finding that balance. I think it is is important. But but the last one that I wanted to bring up before we put a bow on this here is when you're looking at projects, just like you're saying. Um, if you are not going to enjoy the work, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not talking about being ecstatic with everything that you do, that's unrealistic. But let's say that there is a personality conflict. Um, I will probably turn that gig down because even if the money is good or whatever, I have the time. Um, I don't want to hang around somebody or spend a lot of time, whether it being on phone or or just through correspondence that I don't like. Yes. And having to to be around somebody like that just makes you miserable and again um <laughs> that that yeah. that's just going to affect your work and life's too short for that man. So it's like that, those are the criteria that I tend to tend to yeah, look for. I I am 100% in agreement with that. All right. So take some breaks. Damn it, it's good for you. Mhm. All right. So we're we wrapping the bow on that one now. Snap. I, I I think so. I think there's only so many ways we can say take a break. So yes. I think we'll move on. <laughs> I, I agree. There's only so many ways, which means it's time for Friday Finds. What do you got for us, Chris? Well, it's funny that you mentioned those meditation things that you had, mm. um, that you had because I have been working with an app um, called Waking Up mm. by um, a neuroscientist called Sam Harris. Okay. And it's essentially guided meditations and things of, of learning to, to unplug into all this kind of stuff. And I'm really, really enjoying it. I, I feel like I'm um, – it's only been like a month, I think, for me that I've been doing this. But um, so far, I'm enjoying it. And again, it's not any of this like woohoo and aligning your <laughs> chakras or any of that kind of – Stuff um, or your third eye or whatever they call it. Yeah, no, it's none of that. There, there, there's none of that sort of connotation. It's more about paying attention to your consciousness and and what what you're thinking about and your thoughts. So I'm really, really enjoying it. I, I highly recommend people check it out if you like. Uh, it's called Waking Up. Is it on um, what, like the like i uh, the iOS store? Yeah, yeah, Android yeah. It's and Apple Store and probably Android and all that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, I'll have yeah, to check it yeah. out. So, what about you? What do you got for us? Me, I'm going back to the plugin bin this week. I'm going to say that I've been messing around with Vocaline Ultra. And, yeah. Uh, for those of you who work more specifically in the film industry, more often than not, uh, we'll be using Vocaline in that. It helps you retime words. <laughs> essentially, what it is, it's it, you know, if you have something, do you something need a break, was, Jody? Yes, I need a break. <laughs> so, uh, 
Usually, like if you're capturing audio on a film set or or something, and you've got a lot of extraneous noise, they go back and do what they call ADR. And in mm-hmm. addition to that, it's also for people that can't rhythmically sing their shit the same way every time. You know, and you need something, especially in pop, where everything needs to be super tightly focused a lot of the time. Things like Vocaline come very very handy rather than doing everything entirely by hand. So with Vocaline Ultra, we now have the ability to use, in Logic, the ARA functionality of uh, Vocaline because they've now put it into their plugin, and it's called Vocaline Ultra. So it, it works extremely well, and the interface has been updated from the previous version, which is just straight up Vocaline. And now the Vocaline Ultra has a new interface to it, and it works a little bit different, but does exactly the same thing that it used to do. But it now allows you to do it in an ARA fashion, which means that if you put it into the first slot in Logic or any other ARA function-capable DAW, you don't have to go and bounce out the audio and then bounce it out again and do all this crazy stuff. You only need to give it the guide track, give it the... Actually, here's a new thing that it wasn't really doing before. You could do a, a multiple of instances at once with the previous version, and you would bounce them out. But you had to bounce every one of them individually and give every one of them the same guide track. Now you give mm-hmm. one guide track, and you can tell all the others to work at exactly the same time, and it will bounce them all at once. And it's much better. <laughs> it's it's Very a huge cool. step forward in the vocal line world. Yes. Yeah. Need to check it out. Need so, to check it out. Vocaline Ultra. If you are in need of constantly retiming vocals or dubs or uh, vocal situations with videos or movies or what have you, Vocaline is kind of the king shit for that. Is the best way cool. to say it. Right? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. And then while we've got your attention, we'd like to tell you one more time in this episode to go to insidetherecordingstudio.com because, you know, we house pretty much everything we do there. In addition to that, we would love to ask you to give us a review because giving us a review helps our podcast get more listeners because of people like you who already love to listen. So go to insidetherecordingstudio.com forward slash review. And give us a review. Plus, if you go to the website, on pretty much every single page there, there's a little box that asks for your name and your email address. And if you give that to us, we'll give you some presets for a plug-in. Plug-in presets for Universal Audio and Stephen Slate plugins that we particularly like for ourselves, both Chris and I. In addition to that, right now, if you do it, you might get the, well, it's not a might. You will get signed up for a giveaway that's happening right now. So uh, in addition to that, when you're on the email list, you get weekly reminders of the shows that have just happened and the Tuesday tips that have just been released every week. So that makes sure that you don't miss any episodes. You stay up on top of everything. And if you send us an email to goldstar, G-O-L-D-S-T-A-R, at insidetherecordingstudio.com, you might just get something fun back in your email inbox. But for this week's episode, make sure you put in the word burnout so that we know what week you're referring to. 
And if you have a topic of suggestion like today's episode from Chris Bjorn, send it to Chris and I via the contact page on our website, and we'll throw it into consideration for a future episode. And with that, I'm going to say, see you later, Chris. Have a good one, Jody. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>